Hello and welcome to another edition of the Retro Lovely Podcast. Today's podcast features our most recent special model edition model, Lilith Cash, coming to us from Ohio, I believe, if I'm if my math is correct. And uh, we're we're actually a little bit behind schedule with the podcast. Normally, these occur within days of releasing the special edition, and things have conspired against us um, that it hasn't happened for a few weeks. So this is going to be an interesting uh, discussion because I'll actually get to talk to Lilith uh, a little bit delayed from the point that we started. She'll actually have some track record under her belt that we could actually talk about. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Lilith Cash, uh, welcome to our program. <laughs> and how are you today? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. Good. And it, it is Ohio, correct? It is, okay. yeah. Unfortunately, it's Ohio. You know what? Uh, <laughs> that, is, that is so funny you say that. I once worked at a place where the guy that was the project manager, he mentioned about going home to, for the holidays to Ohio. And I was like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he started to laugh. He's like, oh, you've been there. I'm like, well, I live in Pennsylvania. So it's, you know, it's kind of like Pennsylvania West or Ohio East. I mean, however you want to slice it, there's a lot of similarities. Right, right. I, I always joke. I always joke. Like, there's a reason that Ohio's abbreviation is O. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to say, um, Ohio has a pretty dense population. There's so many towns, so many cities, um, mm-hmm. lots of history. I mean, a lot of a lot of cities with a lot of like, um, you know, early American industries, and uh, you know, you, you you can't escape Ohio's Ohio's impact on the country. Um, yeah, you just can't. Um, but uh, and I think my most favorite thing, though, is the movie Heathers, because weren't some of those scenes out in Ohio? Is that correct? Uh, yeah, yes. I think so. Uh-huh. Yeah. When they're getting the corn nuts at the whatever that yep. <laughs> snack shop was. Um, yeah. So you can't you can't dis Ohio. Yeah. But I, I live here, so I definitely can and I will. <laughs> now, is that is that born and bred or did you transla- transfer there from someplace else? Um, so I was originally born in Brazil. Um, huh. My mother is born and raised in Brazil. So um, ended up moving here as an infant because my father uh, was born and raised in Ohio. So there it is. Yeah, there it is. So you're yeah. sort of like kidnapped. Well, not really. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> legally kidnapped, I guess. Um, <laughs> but from so, so now, okay. Yeah. So you from when you're an infant, but her, she was from there. Culturally, mm-hmm. how was it for her? Um, the transition and uh, how much, how much of her of her of her culture does she bring in, into your life? Like, what did you experience? Was it was it a oh, mixed bag? Yeah, we grew up in a in a very mixed household. My my father was very big into ensuring that we still had our Brazilian culture very in cool. the house. Very cool. So we we grew up bilingual. Um, speaking English and Portuguese in the house. Um, so it was very important to my dad to incorporate that. Excellent. Good, um, good on him. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, it's, and it's such, that's such a stark, stark contrast. If you think, um, I think it was Henry Ford back when he first really started uh, expanding his operations. Uh, they had many, many immigrants that came to work, you know, in, in Detroit uh, at all the car manufacturers, but D, uh, Ford in particular, so many immigrants came in and they actually tried to like um, 
Americanize them. Like they literally had yeah. ceremonies where they would come out in their native garb from the countries they came from and get into this giant mm -hmm. pot and then come out in mm -hmm. American clothing, you know, to, yeah. to show that they've graduated to becoming an American. It's, and, uh, which is so, it's so weird. Cause like, what, what is that? I don't, I don't know. For me, it's like, what does that mean though? Right. It's <laughs> like, like <laughs> you know, and, and I mean, cause seriously at any point in history, you could look almost anywhere in the world except really isolated places and it's a moving target i mean things change there's migrations mm -hmm. there's influences from you know from other cultures it's it's just the way it works and yeah. uh, i think it's better to embrace it than to like pretend it doesn't exist and everything should stay the same forever so mm -hmm. but enough about that but enough about geography <laughs> and and early life stuff <laughs> So since you've been in Ohio forever, now I do have the benefit of having notes. And sometimes when I do these things, I don't want people to think I'm like really like on top of my game. I just have notes. So I'm looking literally at the introduction to the special edition. And let me back up just a tad for, for those who don't have the benefit of having heard any of the other podcasts because most people don't. They listen to one or listen to one or two and that's it. Um, the big thing about the... A retro level like special model edition issues is that <laughs> it is an entire collection of just one model. And in this case, it's Lilith Cash. And I've actually lost count as to how many we've done so far, which I think is kind of cool that I'm losing track, which means there's plenty of them. And what I love about it is it's, it's, it's a product that we co-produce with the models. It's their work. And we financially don't have any stake in it. We do the work. We help mm -hmm. promote it. And the models actually sell it. And when you buy it from Lilith, and you should, and buy an autograph copy, you should, um, she keeps all the proceeds. And this is very important because in this, in, in pinup, in modeling, there are very, very few instances where a model can actually make any kind of money. Um, the reality of it is they pay for so much. Um, photo shoots, makeup and hair, wardrobe, mm -hmm. travel, um, mm -hmm. you name it. Um, of, of, of all the people that have an interest in, in pinup uh, in a commercial capacity, models are at the bottom of that, that equation. <laughs> and it's the truth. And, yeah. you know, the thing that kills me is, and this is true for most arts. Um, I'm just trying to think, well, like an art like dance or performance arts really don't count, but anything that can be digitized. So if it's if it's something that you write, if it's imagery, if it's music, um, the digital age has been phenomenal to transform it so that anybody can have their work seen by anybody else in the world. You know, 20 years ago, that was impossible. It was very, very difficult. And that's been liberating. But what it's also done is it has absolutely changed the, um, the gates, uh, the, the thresholds of, of what actually gets disseminated throughout the world. In the old days... You know, let's say you got into a magazine. There's only a handful of magazines being produced and put on newsstands. Uh, getting something published in one of them was a difficult proposition. It was a, it was a hard battle. And, um, you know, so back then there was financial incentives for people to put these things together and, and, and produce them. And, you know, because I'm old, I've had, the you know, the, <laughs> the honor of, uh, you know, even 20 years ago having publishers contact me that want to use an image that I shot and they ask me how much of a rate do I want, or they, they'll tell me what they're willing to pay. And mm -hmm. those days are gone. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's just gone. It's all there is to it. And so it's, it's like anything there's, there's good, there's bad. And in the case of modeling and pinup modeling, uh, the models that produce all this work that everybody goes online every day and enjoys, 
you know, you guys are by and large, you know, financing that. Um, so this is, this is one of the few things that we can do to kind of like uh, try something at least to, mm-hmm. to, to do more, do better. And that's a, that's a, that's a theme that I see, um, throughout the halls of the internet. You know, you, you can't go too many days or weeks or months without, you know, hearing somebody talking or sort of whining about how terrible it all is. And it's true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as small as it is, we're going to try, you know, we're going to continue to try and continue to do more. And it's just, um, it was part of our DNA when we started. So to get back to you, um, you were the most recent recipient of having one of these things done. And how, how long yeah. has it been now? When did we release that? How many months ago is it now? Uh, is it a month or I've- two? I think it was about a month. Okay. Yeah, it's been about a month. Yeah. Now, you we did get you hooked up with the um, marketing Facebook group that we have, correct? Yes. Okay, good. Did you poke around there at all? Did you? A little bit. Read some a stuff? little bit, yeah. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. was, it, was it 2019 or? Uh, we did a calendar with you, too. Was yes. that two years yes. ago? I think it was about two years ago, yeah. Okay. So, so you know, that's part of the equation. I mean, you've, you've had some... Um, experience with taking your product and marketing it and and presenting it to your fans and offering it for sale. So, I mean, it, it yeah. got your feet wet, so to say. And it's it's actually one of the paths that lead us to doing these things where, uh, you know, if a model decides that she wants to tackle that and, and they do that and there's some success, it shows us that they're A, willing to do the work, B, they have fans that support them. You know, it gets mm-hmm. the ball rolling for us to decide how we can allocate our time. Because the bottom line is, you know, for if you think about it, like I just said to somebody earlier, I was doing some some math, and I said, as of today, we've released thirty seven magazines for the month. Wow. Okay, thirty seven. This is approaching what publications do in three years. Yeah. And the bottom line is, we only have so much time. I mean, I have a couple freelancers help me. I've got some partner studios that, you know, do some things to help with things here and there. Um, you know, it's not just me, but it's me mm-hmm. doing it full time and some other people pitching in too. And it's a staggering amount of work. And the bottom line is we can barely handle what comes to us, just submissions. Okay. So mm-hmm. what comes in every day for the publications? I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're putting more than a magazine out every day, that means you're getting at least you know, probably like in our case, I think we probably decline 20% of what comes in. So if you put out an issue and a half a day and there's 12 models in there, it's on average, it's probably like 24, 24 submissions a day. Just, just handling those is, is a couple yeah. hours of work. And the bottom line is now we're talking about doing something that we don't benefit at all from financially directly these mm-hmm. model editions. Um, we have to be very prudent with how we spend our time. Okay. There's lots right. of people that they've got great work. They think they're amazing and great. Fantastic. But <laughs> I need to know that you're going to do something with it. And a good, mm-hmm. a good case in point is we did calendars last year and of the graduating class of the 2022 calendar season, I would say probably 60% of the models that did one, um, really did some work and moved some, moved some merchandise. One in particular moved like 60 copies and wow. you'll be seeing a special edition of her this year at some point. Okay. That was a, that was a slam dunk. And then you know, some other models did 20 and 30, but then <clears throat> there were some models that did 
too. And I don't mm-hmm. want to, I don't want to say that their work doesn't have value. I don't want to say that, um, mm-hmm. you know, it is invalid. Um, it's just a matter of when it comes to commerce, when it comes to time, we just don't have the luxury to do it for people that um, aren't going to do a bit of work on their side as far as promotion right. and everything else. Now, back to you. So mm-hmm. you had some history with the calendar. We've obviously mm-hmm. had you in that marketing group. There's some tips and you know things in there that we suggest as far as like you know getting things going. Um, and I know I've seen some posted years where you've you've done the right things as far as um, you know presenting it to your fans and offering them you know signed copies and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, comparatively, as compared to like I, I don't even know what the numbers were with your with your calendar, what you did with that so long ago, but. Um, you know, so far you're like a month in with, with the special edition you don't have to say an exact number, but mm-hmm. how has it been? How, how have your fans, um, um, shown up? Has, has there uh, been some activity? Have you had some good, some good feedback? And yeah, it's been, it's been pretty good. I sold out of my first batch, um, which I think, uh, was about 15. So, good. um, that's that's been really good. I haven't sold any directly from the website right. um, last time I checked. So, but that's because every time I like put the link up, people are like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, uh." I want from I want you. Sign copy. Right. Now, <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's an important distinction, and that's something that I yeah. that I emphasize on that group. That yeah, per, the personalization yeah. is the big draw. Okay, mm-hmm. and, and people what, love the signed copy. Yeah, and, so. and, and it's also one of the reasons why I suggest and and say to models on there, don't send people things using your home return address. Okay, yeah, especially oh, yeah. if it's if people you don't know. You don't want them to know where you live, so please nope. get PO box. <laughs> and if you if you if you don't feel comfortable getting a PO box, use the use the magazine's return address. You know, let them come here and meet me. Okay, right. But don't don't put your own you know return address on it. Now, when you when you did this and you had the signed copies, was your autograph mm-hmm. price higher than the online price? Yes. Good. Good girl. So. Um, and I don't know what the sales amount was, but I could probably take a guess and mm-hmm. at 15 copies, so you're into a, like a couple hundred dollars profit. Now, yep. did you also have, did you take advantage of something that we talked about in the group where, and I say this constantly, um, when you get a yes, when you're selling something and somebody says yes, okay, mm-hmm. if you only have one thing to sell, you don't know how much of a yes you might have gotten. Did you have anything else available to offer these people? Did you do any other merchandising? Uh, yeah. So I, a friend of mine is a graphic designer, and she actually made me a logo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have my own little personal logo now, uh, which is very, is still very weird to me, <laughs> but uh, also very cool. I'm like, oh, look, I have a brand now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made... Uh, stickers and buttons. Good, good. So I've been throwing those in um, with the packages. Um, and I think pretty soon um, I'm probably going to order like another batch of magazines mm-hmm. and keep pushing those. Um, and um, I might take the logo and put it on a couple of other things and try to maybe add those to um, this and, you know, Kind of be like, hey, if you well, buy a, this, you can. A, you know, a, a, a question right there when you say you had the yeah. buttons and the stickers and you were throwing them in yeah. there, was that throwing them in with the price or offering them for sale? Um, throwing them in with the price. Okay. Um, so it was like a package price for all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and you you still had the offer for like somebody could just buy from you 
uh, a copy mm-hmm. signed, but then there was like another package with all this other crap for a little bit more money. Um, mm-hmm. What was what would you say the 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 numbers difference were between people that just got a copy and then people that got a copy plus stuff? What would you say the mix was? Um, if everybody wanted the the little. Okay. So oh, good. yeah, everyone wanted the the extra stuff. They're like, yeah, I want the extra things. Give me, well, see, <laughs> give me that stuff. So, and that's, that's, that's what it's about. And that's, so. that's why I'm real big on stressing, you know, cause if you, if you just have that one item and, and you get mm-hmm. the sale, like, well, even for you, right. Okay. So you threw in those couple things. Well, what if you had like a t-shirt available, right? What if you had yeah. a, a tumbler with, with your, with your logo on it? You don't know. You don't know how much you could have sold if you don't have the things available to sell. Mm-hmm. So, again, I stress that with with anybody that does anything with like wholesale with us, or they do these you know special model editions or the calendars. I stress mm-hmm. you have a couple other things, and you know the good thing about today is you don't have to go and buy a thousand of something to have them available. Right. There's a lot right. of um, you know. Uh, you know, produce on demand sort of suppliers that you can get a lot of these things. And like, yes, it's a little bit expensive as compared to making a thousand, but you know, there's, there's staying lean and mean and having a lot available is more important than, than, you know, having the one thing that's like really cheap. Um, Mm -hmm. So as you get your, you know, your reorder, uh, you know, think about some of those other things. And then I think another thing that's um, a real motivator for a lot of people is, um, things that are exclusive, right? Things that you never have again. Like this is, I only have a dozen of this particular, whatever keychain, and there won't be any others. All right. As soon as it has, um, a supply matter, as soon as it's exclusive, it's a big deal. Um, Ooh. and another thing that, um, that I would suggest, and it might be a little creepy, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, for some of the models that we work with that do like more risque work, okay, this this is like mm-hmm. this is like a regular tool of their trade where they get they pick up one of those uh, the Fuji Instax instant cameras, and what they do is they they take selfies on film that's a one of a kind. There's no negative. There's no digital file. They take a mm-hmm. selfie, and I mean the quality. It's like a Polaroid, right? The, the quality yeah. of the print is iffy, right? Right. It's not like it's high resolution. It's not like it's really good quality, but it's you in the moment and it's one of a kind and it was in the room with you. And like for some of these girls that do like the fetch stuff and the nudes and this and that, um, those are like gold because mm. those, those people that, um, like you said, you know, they, they relate it to, I want it signed by you. Right. Yeah. These photos are kind of like, uh, like send them a clipping a hair. It's a weird, you know what I mean? It's like, it's <laughs> <laughs> like toenails in a little vial, right? It's like creepy. Right. But it's because it's so like, you know what I mean? There's only one. That's it. Yeah. And huge. Um, I, I, I've known some who have done, you know, big money and just doing those, those prints like that. Um, now just as an aside, because I'm looking at your, your cover and mm-hmm. it's the nightmare before Christmas theme. And your original first uh, cover that you had with us was um, from The Walking Dead, right? It was cosplay. Yep. It seems to me like you do a lot of that stuff, right? Yes. Do you go to con- conventions, to the cons? I, I do, yeah. See, now for you, what I would say is, you know, gosh. I mean, how would you feel walking around like you, like you look on the, on the cover of the special edition? Would you do that at a con? Would you dress up like that or is that a little bit too far? 
No, I, I probably would. I've, I've, um, I think if you would have asked me that like three years ago, I would be like, Oh <laughs> Hell no, 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 no. I can't walk right. around with no pants on. But you know, um, <laughs> a, convention, a convention like that's kind of like Vegas, right? I mean, <laughs> Um, and with enough I, makeup, people wouldn't recognize you on the street. So you could get away with right. it, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I've definitely, one thing that that modeling has done for me is um, it's given me a lot more confidence that I never had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that now, 100%, I'd be like, no pants, more comfortable. Um, so <laughs> that means I'm not going to get hot. This is great. Well, so, and here's the thing I was just thinking, like, I, and I don't know to what level um, conventions occur around you within your proximity of where you're at. Um, I'm Ohio with all those people and all those models and photographers that are every day, every day I turn around, there's another photo studio, it seems like. And mm-hmm. there, it seems to me like your conventions up there probably don't suck, right? And if you had the capability to network with somebody that was already going to have a booth at one of these things mm-hmm. and offer them, you know, some money or say, look, um, you're doing what you're doing. Um, you know, can I have a corner of your table to sell my magazines and stickers and buttons? Right. Mm-hmm. And literally, if, if you were there dressed in that character and you had that issue sitting there and posters with, with that on there and people could get it signed right there, personalized. And take a picture with you with a like a again with a, one of those Fuji Instax cameras. That's the stuff that's like that's like the mm-hmm. the pinnacle. All right, that's that's the best, most ripest place that you could like really bang as far as yeah. getting people that would respond to something that has that connection to somebody. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'd seen it. You know, previously, like there was times where we would go out with a magazine back in the old days, and we go to like a, a tattoo convention, and if I had a couple models there and they were signing stuff. We would we would blow through all that product because mm-hmm. of those girls being there signing them. You know, it's all there was to it. So anyway, I just that occurred to me because we're talking about marketing. I'm looking at the cover and I'm I remember mm-hmm. the Walking Dead thing. And if I'm not mistaken, with the um, in your bio, that was like your one of your first shoots, right? Uh, yeah, that was my first one that I uh, had approached Keely uh, Bruja Betty. About, I was like, hey, I have this idea because I had just bought a um, Lucille replica, uh, which is Negan's bat oh, yeah. yep. for, pe- for people who don't watch The Walking Dead. Um, and I was like, I want to do a photo shoot with this thing. And um, she doesn't watch it, but she was like, hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and um, it was just something that I wanted to do for fun. Um, and later on that year, I had actually gone to a Walking Dead convention and met Jeffrey Dean Morgan and showed him. Uh, uh, <laughs> and he he was really, he was like, that is amazing. That's so awesome. Killer. So, yeah, it was really cool. And I've, I've been wanting to go back to another, con- I've, I've met him a few times, but I hadn't had, I haven't had the opportunity to actually go to his table again because he's always so like, backed up because he's yeah. so popular. Yep. Um, but I want to like go back and try to show him that. Hey, this photo shoot got me a cover. Right. Yes, yes. <laughs> that so. that would be very cool. Yes. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, totally. And you know, it's it's the dumbest thing. It's like in those instances, especially with somebody that has some celebrity. Um, you never know. You never know where that could lead. You know, as far as uh, a contact, like. You know, if they, they, if something comes up where it's like, yeah, we need people that, uh, you know, mimic that character and, oh, I mm-hmm. remember this girl, you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it, it's not far fetched. 
as long as you're not yeah. like annoying to them. That's the thing. That's right. the biggest thing. When you're not like annoying to them, then they remember you. If you're annoying, they remember you for a bad, a bad reason. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, that happens to me on like a lesser, a lesser extent. I mean, there's sometimes, you know, things occur. It's like, oh yeah, I remember that person. Oh God. <laughs> <sighs> and it's, it's a shame, but I have to be careful. And one of the things in the past couple, well, probably like the last two years, that I've been working very hard at is trying to distance myself from people more and more and more. Um, because what, what can occur is like with anything, there can be a point of burnout and yep. sometimes the frustrations that you can't avoid, you can't suppress either. And mm-hmm. you can't, uh, um, you can't, you can't come to the table with new people fresh and, you know, I know with the amount of stuff that I have to deal with behind the scenes from people, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> there's, there are probably some instances where I'm, I sound like a jerk or I'm maybe jaded because like, like even online, I mean, I can't help but being a little snarky when I detail something in a post mm-hmm. and somebody will ask you like a question that's stated in the post. Their answer, the answer is in the post if they would have read it. And my, my, right. my, my, my snarky side will just copy the entire post and put it in the comment, right? <laughs> I'll figure, well, you didn't read it up there. Maybe you'll read it here when you see that I, I put it here for you, right? Right, and right. I'm, I'm sure some people are put off by that. I think, you know, mm-hmm. probably like in business, everybody has an expectation that you should be happy and jolly and just, you know, put up with all their shortcomings all the time. And that's just one of the things where I really try and like not put myself in that position. If you're not in position, you don't have to like worry about the, you know, the outcomes of that. But yeah. so back to the special edition, though, we mentioned Keely and Bruja Betty. Um, yeah. The entire edition is her work, right? Am I right? Yes. 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 That's a lot of shoots. Yeah. Uh, I pretty much exclusively worked with her. She is um, my friend, basically. So, uh, like I, be- after that shoot, um, the Negan shoot, she and I, got very close and um i trusted her to um always make my ideas come alive and and make them look really stunning she does such a good job with everything the stuff does look like there's a there's a there's a group effort there there is a cohesive feel that you could tell a team is involved instead of just subject and person you know yeah camera yeah, like she has a lot of really cool ideas because um, she has every year she's been doing, you know, these series that she likes to do. She did like um, a Disney Playboy Bunny series where I did like Captain America, um, which was very fun for me. Um, she did a goddess series that's in the magazine. Uh, that one had been previously unpublished. Um, I was Phoenix. <clears throat> that one was super fun. Um I got to color my hair red, which is always a good time. I love coloring my hair. So if you look through that magazine, I have my hair every single color. Um, <laughs> you could like take pieces of each page and make like a swatch. like a Yeah, pretty much. Like you never know what my hair book. is going to be next. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm always up to, you know, play with her ideas. And then I'll come to her and be like, okay, hear me out though. I want to do something. And she'll be like, okay so like i'm not a big christmas person so one of the first like christmas shoots i did with her was krampus because i i i'm just not into christmas and i was like okay but hear me out 
I really love Krampus. And she was like, yes, Mm -hmm. I'm in. Let's do it. So, like, I got the horns. I got the claws. I'll I'll tell you what. um, It's interesting (laughs) that you say that because this past year when we did the the anti-Valentines, that was extremely Mm -hmm. well-received. And Like, you know, what you're just saying with like Krampus, I was thinking like, you know, maybe ahead of Christmas, we do like a festivist thing or like they're like something that's like kind of yeah. like for everybody else, you know? <laughs> yeah, that and and the anti-Valentines, I was on top of that. I was like, yes, I mm. want to be a succubus. <laughs> and like, you know, with my model name Lilith, um, well, you I, you know, she is a succubus. She is the queen of the succubi. So I was like, this is perfect for me. Um, <laughs> so I fell in love with that. Um, I was like, I get to wear wings and my horns again. This is great. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> that was super fun. <laughs> a re- <laughs> a reason to wear my wings and horns. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's you great. Get, you get to wear them whenever, but like a reason is even better. I know. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, for Halloween last year, um, I came to her, you know, about this like cannibal killer housewife. Oh, um, I remember that said that was good. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, yes, I'm, let's use our, let's use my kitchen. And I was like, perfect. Cause she has this really like weird retro type kitchen that like all the, you know, knobs on the cabinets are mismatched and everything. And it worked out so beautifully. Mm. And I, I was so excited about that set and it looked so good. And she did the edits, we submitted them. And like the very next morning, the first thing that I woke up to was seeing that I got a cover and I would be lying to you if I said I didn't cry because I definitely <laughs> did. Um, <laughs> and I was very excited because I was really, really proud of that set because mm-hmm. it was something that she and I collaborated on together. You know, she took my idea and made it a million times better than I had pictured in my head. Um, and it was definitely some of the you know most color I had ever worn in my life. So there's... It <laughs> <laughs> was a different look for uh, you. Yeah, I was like, oh, it was so colorful. Um, and, you know, I felt like it was appropriate. I'm like, yes, it's going to be dark and spooky, but I have to look like mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. happy housewife. So it's, you know, but I was really, really proud of that set. And I love that you picked that specific picture for for the cover because that was my favorite picture in in the set because it's very like, do you like Huey Lewis in the news? <laughs> and <laughs> so. I'll tell you that. And that's, that's actually probably pretty lucky because I'll, I'll bet you any money daily. There are people that um, are, are ramming forks into their arms because something that they thought was phenomenal wasn't chosen. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really a battle and it's disappointing sometimes too, because like, for instance, um, there's, there's plenty of times where somebody will have a photo and they love the way they look and they love you know, their pose and their wardrobe. But mm-hmm. then there's something else about it that we just can't use it for a cover, right? Sure. And it's not like people have their photos and they're submitting them and they're putting them into a, a, a photo editing or a, a layout editing program and putting putting it in a magazine format and seeing how it looks, all right? They just don't mm-hmm. do that. They just know, oh, my God, I look fantastic. My wardrobe yeah. is on point and this is perfect and that's perfect. But there's other things that they never consider, and right. I've, I've had that. I can't tell you how many times I've had that. I've had, I've had, and like I said, about like trying not to be available to be talked to because I've had people come at me literally hostile that they were overlooked. Oh. And I got to go through and point out why we couldn't use it. And 
It just it kills me because <laughs> they don't consider they they just look at a couple key things and they never really consider there's more to it. And mm-hmm. I, I I've I've I'm, I've run out of breath talking about um, not filling the frame. I've posted it a few times and mm-hmm. and in fact the last time I posted it was really like I smirked because. Then I get like, you know, photographers commenting, well, if the models and the photographers talk to each other, blah, 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 and it'll be fine. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And yet those very same photographers submit work to me and they do that very thing. Right. Like, like within mm-hmm. a day, one of the persons that, one of the people that commented, they had submitted something and I'm like, you did exactly what my post was about. And right. you, you said about communicating with the model about the intent of submitting it for, for publication. And yet <clears throat> here you did exactly what was discussed. Right. And... It's just, uh, <laughs> I wish I had the time. I wish I had the time to tell everybody, this is why, that's why. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like I said, I'm certain daily there's people jabbing forks into their arms, but they don't, mm-hmm. they don't see every single detail. And I really, wish, I really wish I had the time. Like I would like to get a lot more um, tutorials and content online about mm-hmm. the process because apart from, let's say, you know, lighting, hair and makeup and Please, God, will people stop using terrible wigs? Stop. <laughs> stop with the terrible see, wigs. See, that's why I just use hair dye. I just color my hair. I just- <laughs> and, and for anybody listening to this, um, if, if you go to our Facebook feed today or um, Instagram feed today, we released Retro Lovely number 202. And on it is a model, and she's wearing a wig. And it's beautifully styled. And it's yeah. amazing. And it looks really good. It's it's retro lovely, which is we only put one model on the cover of those now. We've been doing that for about a year or so. It's a very mm-hmm. hard thing to get. And yeah. there's a model on there and she's wearing a wig and it looks fantastic. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for styling it. Okay. It's a, it's a good quality wig. Um, yeah. It's one of those. Is it um, Dioro or what's the name? I see them constantly. It's like the, I don't think they use human hair, but the wigs are fantastic. What mm-hmm. I'm really talking about is. Well, any wig that you don't style. Don't think that you're going to like roll up into a ball and put it on and it's going to be good. It has to be styled just yeah. like hair. Um, the ones that I really want to have outlawed are the Amazon plastic things. Okay, <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. If, if, if it's a wig that you set it on fire and it melts together and becomes plastic, just don't. Just don't. <laughs> But I mean, here's Get it the thing. from a Halloween store. Yeah, but <laughs> there, there's people that will put those on and think, oh, I look fantastic. And it's like, mm-hmm. so I want to have a bunch of like, you know, because I look at it as like it's, a, like it's a matrix of things. Like sometimes like there could be a couple things that are like really not ideal, but there's something else that's so strong that mm-hmm. it pulls it off. Right. So it's, mm-hmm. it's like about eight or nine or 10 different like things, levers, and they all have to, you know, it has to average at least so much in the, in the mm-hmm. quality level to, to kind of like be considered for it. And it's just one of those things where people will focus on, oh my God, I look great. Yeah. But what about mm-hmm. that? What about this? What about that? You know, do you mm-hmm. realize that your arm looks like it got run over by a truck? Do you, do you, do you see that? Okay. And mm-hmm. people don't, they, they, they see those things that they relate to that they love and it's hard for them to see those things that they don't. And, you know, in the past, uh, I don't know how many years I've been doing these uh, cover critiques for people where I'll take an hour plus and go photo by photo and, uh, you know, talk about them, tell them what was good about it, what could have been better and what, you know, what was really not working at all. And mm-hmm. very often through the process, there's things that they've never, they, they never saw, that they never realized, you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I, I hope 
I hope the people that have done this aren't listening or won't be listening. But <laughs> sometimes I see these um, composite images where they'll they'll take the person and like isolate them to make them look like they're in a train station someplace else that they've never been. And the photographers are just doing really not good work. And mm-hmm. it's just one of those things where like, and I'll, like I'll circle, like, do you, do you see right here where I can still see the studio background? What should be a field? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you want me to put this on the cover for real? What, what, why? <laughs> but anyway, enough about, enough about that. And this, this is, like I said, this is why I try not to talk to people anymore. Cause I know I sound bitter. <laughs> <laughs> But it's understandable. I mean, you've been doing it a long time, and you you know yeah, what to I, look for, I just, I and you know kinda, what you're doing. I just kind of wish people would trust me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, well, yeah. They, I mean, I definitely, I definitely do. That's well, why you know, I if I do get a cover, I'm like, well, apparently that was a good one. So he he saw something good in it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna trust that. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. And and you know, and if you think, I mean. I guess the reality of it is, at, at an issue in some change today, you know, there's a lot of covers, all right? Um, yeah. And what, what kind of kills me is that, um, I mean, there's still, there's still people that I've seen multiple times that mm-hmm. I've seen the work and they're doing good things, but they just haven't hit the right combination yet. And I'm rooting mm-hmm. for them. And then I, mm-hmm. like, I see another submission and, and they get a little close and it's like... There's days I wish I could like reach out and say, "Hey, you're so close. Just stop doing this, this, and this." But mm-hmm. it's the time. It's the time aspect of it. We just that's impossible. Not with yeah. you know twenty some submissions a day. And the problem with it is, is that it is rarely a clear cut um, one conversation. It's never like an email. Um, the problem is that it's an email, then it's a reply and it's a reply to that. And then it's another reply. And I think, I think what a lot of people, and this is, this is what I said. Like if you, if you have the opportunity to network with somebody like Negan, right. Um, to not be annoying. And mm-hmm. I think what some people feel is that if they've, if they've got somebody's ear, they just hold on to it for as long as possible because the more information they can get or, or more information they can give the better it, it is for them. And, mm-hmm. you know, that might be the case, but what people also have to realize on what I said to you, don't become annoying, is that right. there is a point of too far. There is a point of now you're imposing and now you're using their time and resources that they don't have. And, mm-hmm. and it, could have a, it could have a reverse effect. It could have the opposite effect to what you want. You know, it could put mm-hmm. them into the frame of mind of like, oh, God. There they are again. Not right? this person again. Yeah. And, I, you know, after thousands of submissions over the past few years, there's only a handful of people that I've actually had to say, we can no longer uh, consider your work, you know, just by, yeah. by the virtue of how they handle themselves. And mm-hmm. it pains me. And, you know, part of it too is like, as I work with these other people for the future, cause I'm, you know, I don't plan on living forever. I mean, I could get hit by a bus tomorrow and I'm working with some people right now where I'm trying to get the publication staged so that it doesn't need me. All right. So mm-hmm. that if I got hit by a bus, it continues. All right. Mm-hmm. My goal is to have it so that in 25 years, it's still around. Okay. Yeah. That won't be me. All right. It'll be other people. And like I've said to them, it's also a situation where I don't want it to be about any one person. Okay. So, you know, your personal grievances, you got to check them at the door. 
All right. If the work is good, mm-hmm. if the person's, you know, not some serial killer. All right. <laughs> you know, they, they might be mean to people. That's not our business. All right. right. We're a publication and we talk about the art. Um, it's a, it would, it would really take, it would really take somebody needing to do something that they should be arrested for, for me to say, you're absolutely cut off. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's this, there's a lot more people right now that I accept work from and promote and put on covers who I really honestly, I would rather not, mm-hmm. but the work demands it. Okay. Sure. And that's how I want it to remain. So moving forward, you know, as, as some other hands get involved and the network is in place that if I get hit by the bus, the proverbial bus, proverbial bus, that it will, it will carry on. I, I also want it to have sort of a, um, a governing body, if you will, like a board of directors that can keep everybody else in check so that no one person can, can kind of twist it to becoming something else. But, uh, you know, that's, it's, it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing to detach your own emotions from what something should be, you know, uh, an yeah. entity such as a publication. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully we can get it set up right that it, that it works out that way. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at my clock and I don't want to like, <laughs> take up all your time now. Oh no, you're fine. We've, we've covered plenty about your modeling uh, career from your, your origins in, in Brazil of all places. And, and talking about conventions and what you've done marketing wise and making some money. There we go. Mm-hmm. And did you, did you hear that? Okay. <laughs> so I want to shift to one other thing that was in your, uh, in your special edition. You talk about um, you're working on a master's. Yeah. What, talk, tell me about that. Cause that's an interesting one. Yeah. Um, so I, I have a bachelor's in general psychology and I'm now working on a master's in forensic psychology. Um, I'm actually getting close to done. Um, I'll be finishing up in October. Um, and then I am going to give my brain a very, very long break (laughs) (laughs) before I move on to a doctorate program. Um, but, um, I have been absolutely loving it. I went back to actually my alma mater where I got my bachelor's, um, and it's been a challenge for sure, but it is something that I've really been enjoying. Um, and I've been maintaining a 4.0 while oh, working a regular job, uh, working as a, as an instructor at an aerial studio and also throwing in like my modeling and going to concerts and conventions. <laughs> like, it's like, I, I, it, after 2020, um, being, you know, what it was, uh, now that I'm back to being very, very busy, I'm very busy in the best way. Good, um, good. and it's, it's definitely been great. It, it, but it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a challenging uh, subject, but I, I love it because it's um, all of the complexity of psychology um, intertwined with law right. and criminal justice, right. um, yeah. which I love. I'm a true crime junkie, so well, it's definitely something that is right up my alley. And, you know, you know, I just rewatched, I forget which streaming company it is, but I just rewatched the, uh, the Mindhunter series. And oh, yeah. I'm just dying for like another, like, you know what I mean? The next installment I was reading about it and they said they got, you know, COVID kind of interrupted the flow and Fincher got involved mm-hmm. with something else, but those are great. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm right, I'm right there with you. It's, it's always fascinating 
to see. Well, well, let me ask you this because I mm-hmm. see it in these in these programs, and I've been around for a while. Like I observe people, um, I'm always amazed at um, the repetition that you see. How things are mm-hmm. actually. Uh, you know, so similar for, for, for people, right? Like the way people respond to things, how they, how they process information and how they react in a given situation. It's almost like there's so much you could predict. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So for you, you know, getting into all that with, with friends, you know, the forensic side of it, um, that's, that's going to be fascinating. That's going to be like, like living in, living in one of your true, true crime, you know, stories. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Um I whenever I do decide to go into a doctorate program, I plan to do a PsyD, which is um more leaning towards um practice and diagnosis versus PhD, which is research mm-hmm. and no thank you for research because mm-hmm. research sucks. Um mostly because I'm not very good with statistics and I suck at numbers. Um <laughs> so um my focus, I'm hoping, will be more towards diagnosis because I would like to work very closely with um, the criminal side of things. And I would like to work with uh, inmates eventually and do proper assessments and diagnosis. So, because that's kind of my big interest. Right, um, right. I really love mental illness and I, I like the uh, personality <laughs> disorder. I know that's a weird that. sentence. Yeah. It's a weird sentence to say like, I love, I love learning about mental illness. Like <laughs> it's a weird sentence, but like I, I do like it's, I love learning about that stuff. I love, uh, all of the different sides of it. I love personality disorders. That's like my big one. Um, cause personality disorders are just fascinating to me because they're not something that people are born with. It's mm-hmm. all caused by trauma. Right. And so I'm, I'm always very fascinated when I meet somebody new and I'm like, you're not right in the head. <laughs> I'm going to analyze the crap out of you now. And so like, I love, I love doing that, but it's also a little bit of an issue. I have to try to shut it off sometimes because I tend to analyze my friends every once in a while. And I'm like, Nope, <laughs> Nope. They're your friend. Stop that. <laughs> like, so, uh, you know, that's going to be hard to switch that off sometimes too. Like to actually it, just free yourself from thinking those things <laughs> that seep into your psyche. Like, a, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like you're trained, you know, and, and you, you see those behaviors. I mean, how do you, how do you like not, how do you not go there? It's, you know, it's it's difficult some days, um, and I don't do it to be, you know, cruel. I know some people. I've I've met a couple of people who study psychology who analyze people to use it as like a weapon. We- weaponized, yeah. And I refuse to do it that way. It's more I try to do it so that I can better understand, especially my friends, um, because I care about them and I want to protect them. So it's, it's very much, I want to understand your behaviors so that when you are struggling with something, I want to understand how I can help you and what I need to do, which is great to make things easier. Um, so I try to kind of pick up on some of their behaviors, some of the things that they do when they are going through harder times. I'm like, okay, well, I noticed that you do these things when you are in your, you know, difficult spots, so these are the things that make you happy. So I'm going to do these things to mm-hmm. make sure that they lift you up. And right. they're just like, how did you know that? And I'm like, 
I may pay. Yeah. I pay too close attention. It's yeah. fine. Don't worry about it. Your friendly neighborhood psychologist. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? I think I think there's a bunch of people out in the world that do that um, unknowingly. That they mm-hmm. pick they pick up on the clues, and they mm-hmm. they you know they they have the empathy when when it's needed because they've been you know paying attention. Yeah. So no, that's great. That's good. All right. Awesome. Now let me see. Business, psychology, cosplay, dressing up. Mm-hmm. What? Well, how about the future? What's your what's your future modeling plans? Is there anything big on the horizon? Um, nothing planned. I, you know, I'm the type of person that doesn't like planning too far ahead. So stuff um, stuff happens and gels quickly. Yeah, it's you know. You don't know what life is going to bring. Um, things can always mess up what you have planned. And so it's best to kind of go day by day. Mm-hmm. Um, so the most I try to do is like, let's let's try to do like maybe four months in advance at most. <laughs> um, but I do have some ideas that Keely and I are talking about. Um, and I'm very excited to try and get those scheduled. Um, they're going to be expensive, but you know, that's the life of a model. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we, that's how we started this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's that's where we came in. And and on that note, on that note, (laughs) listeners, when, uh, when you get done here in the, in the body of the podcast, there's going to be some links. And they're going to be links to take you to Keely, uh, not yeah, I said Keely, to the Lilith's page. And you absolutely should get an autographed copy of her special edition. And what are the packages that has the most stuff? Okay, give her bags of money, okay? <laughs> please do. Please give me all of the money. My, this hobby is very expensive. <laughs> it is. It is. And, you know, like, well, um, you know, I do music and it's expensive. I mean, it's just, there's no way yeah. around it. And yeah. and the gals that do burlesque, I mean, the, the money they spend on their oh, wardrobe. God. Oh my God. You know, thousands. I've done one burlesque routine and that was expensive. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you know, everybody thinks it's free or they're making bags. No, they're not. So no, no. You, you buy this special edition. It's great because you've got all Lilith and you've got expanded photo sets. You've got lots of pages of those, those features, which is nice because... In regular magazines, I mean, I mean, retro-lovely, we, you know, we run f- at least two pages. Often it's four. For our partner studios, we usually dedicate six. And, mm-hmm. you know, I see publications all the time. There's, there's a model on a page or two pages, and it's a bunch of images, and you really, I, I feel you can't really, like, appreciate them as, as compared right. to, like, several that are nice and big and large and, you know, a bit more of a spread. And, I mean, I get it. Like, in the old days, we used to have to do that because the actual... You know, the vehicle was expensive. I mean, it was expensive mm-hmm. back then to print five thousand copies of something. I mean, now we have the we have the ability with with the way it is to to you know expand upon that. And uh, the special editions are even even better because it's it's as you know it's a, a lot of those a lot of those have a lot of the content featured and it's a lot of sets and it's really it's really kind of cool to see like a I don't want to say a retrospective of somebody's work because you're not done yet, but it's no. you know as as of this point it is and it's really mm-hmm. kind of cool it's really kind of special so mm-hmm. anything you want to add um let's see 
for anybody that is wanting to get into modeling, um, I would say it is a lot of hard work. It is not easy, but if you put in the work, it is a lot of fun. Um, but do it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. Do it because you love it. Um, not because you think you're going to make it big and make a ton of money because that's not, that's, that's not, <laughs> that's a, not no. always the case. And you know, and um, I, and I think about like when you said about like your first session and how you bond it with Keely, um, cause I've experienced it when I had my studio where we would, we would have women that were, you know, the exact same situation, you know, self-esteem or just their self-worth and they would get done and they would feel empowered. And it was always mm-hmm. great to see that transformation. I used to joke, I used to joke that. I thought those sessions were, were, were less about the photography than they were the process. And I used to say, you know, it's healing. And I almost feel like, like the health, the health, uh, you know, healthcare industry should, should have, um, you know, some of your health uh, insurance should cover some of this. Like, like it's, it's literally (laughs) therapy. Okay. It's phototherapy. In fact, we just had uh, a cover the other day, Cassandra, it was, um, my old friend, Amanda Valentine. And mm-hmm. I noticed that her, she's calling her studio now Amanda Valentine Phototherapy. And I thought, oh my God, oh. how on the money is that, right? I love that. Exactly. And that's the thing. So yes, there is an expense, but it might be less money than a psychiatrist. Just saying. It, you know, it really is. I, not as, not it's, as structured, it's, but. Yeah. It's definitely been, you know, life-changing for me personally. It's something that I always encourage other people to do. People will, you know, tell me all the time. They look at my photos and they're always like, oh, I wish I could do that. Oh, I really want to do that. I'm like, you, you, can. you can. Yeah. You physically can. You just have to do it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. I encourage it. And I think everybody men and women should do it because it's, it's a lot of fun and who doesn't love getting pretty, mm-hmm. you know, everyone loves getting dressed up. Everyone loves feeling good. And it's a lot of fun. It's, it just makes you feel really good. It's just a matter of, you know, if you want to do it just that one time to get that empowerment or if you want to keep going. And for me, I was just like, yeah, this is too much fun. I want to mm-hmm, keep going. Mm-hmm. I want to keep doing this. Clearly, and clearly, yeah. Yeah, I I love doing it. And we just had um, a really fun shoot for uh, the Disney oh, yeah. <laughs> that we just submitted. <laughs> so I'm really excited to, to I think see I, that one. Printed. I think I just saw some of those uh, sets of hers come through uh, the layout process. I think they're in, in prep, actually. Yeah. I know we, uh, I we've think, had a few popped out already, but... Um, yeah. Because hers are just, coming in, like, not all at once. Like, I, I see one every couple of days, and there's more a couple of days later. Nice. nice and I yeah. just had somebody, she, one, of the other, one of the other studios that I worked with, was like, when's the deadline again? Because they were, like, so backed up. And, yeah. uh, you know, the Disney one uh, was a surprise, runaway success. Like, I, I didn't anticipate as many volumes as, as I've seen so far, and, and mm-hmm. participation is really high. And, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's really interesting, but there are times where we do some things like this that I just know that it's having, um, some impact out in the world because mm-hmm. I look at some of these studios and what, what's interesting is behind the scenes, I get to see the photos, there's metadata in those photos. Okay. So forensically mm-hmm. I can look, you have to throw that in there. Um, I can look at the files and see typically what sort of camera was used, what sort of uh, you know lens, what the settings were, mm-hmm. et cetera. And there's date there's there's date stamps, and 
it's really like kind of cool to see like a special edition that you popped up a couple months ago and you have like studios from all over the country and all over the world submitting content. And there's a few studios that have had like multiple submissions and the date ranges show me that it's all new content and it was all created Mm -hmm. after we announced the special edition. And it's kind of cool to see that, you know, you do these things and it literally, I don't want to say it moves mountains, but it, it motivates people. Like clearly these yeah. studios offered these sessions specifically because we were doing this. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's been kind of like really telling for me as far as like when we first started and just we're putting out, you know, issues. Right. And then we try like mm-hmm. a special edition and you try another one, you try another one. And it's gotten to the point now where like, it almost feels like there's a different one every week. And, yeah. you know, some of them are recurring, of course, like our 20th century retrospective, yeah. which is really popular. And then there's that, beast of the thing that happens in October. Um, <laughs> when October hits, it is just insane. It is insane. So much. Yeah. Last year I, was 47, 40 some yeah. Halloween volumes. Yeah. And then there was other stuff on top of it. I mean, people, yeah. people aren't all about Halloween and there was, there was other things too. It was, yeah. it was just like, how many, I, how many are there? You know, like, I know. And Keely and I have already talked about a Halloween idea. So I'm, Oh really? Yeah, (laughs) so I'm pretty excited about it. (laughs) I think it was like a few days after Halloween. I put a post up. It was like, there's only 354 days to Halloween. (laughs) Get your submissions ready. Yeah, I start planning for Halloween like November 1st. I'm like, all right, time to start planning. Because Halloween is is definitely my holiday. So Aren't some of those spirit stores like all year round now? (laughs) Like (laughs) Halloween stores in January. Like. I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. I am here for it. I am a spooky one, I so I love it. I I'm, I'm right there with you. Right there with you. Uh, you know, Halloween isn't a day; it's a month and a half. It's like it's I it's a it's a it's a lifestyle. Come on, let's be honest. It is. Yes, yes. Oh. I'm a, I'm a goth kid at heart. Like that's, that's me. <laughs> I may not like always. I may like aesthetically always look like I'm coming out of, you know, the early nineties grunge era Mm. with my ripped jeans and flannel. Uh, like I just came from a sound garden concert, but (laughs) inside I am, you know, always, you're always smoking a clove cigarette, always smoking a clove cigarette, even though I don't smoke. Um, and I'm wearing like (laughs) just, you know, uh, a leather cat suit, (laughs) <laughs> with my black lipstick. Yep. Been, been there. Been there. Preach. Preach. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't talk about those days very often, but it's fine. Yeah, because you get to a point in age where it's like, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah like, I can't do this every day. I can't do this every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but in, inside we're weeping. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's why the Gothica edition was great for me because I was like, ooh, oh, yeah. I get to do this. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of excited about that one. It, it's going to make a comeback. It's going to make a comeback. Good, um, good, because I, I have lots of goth clothes to use. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to sound like totally stupid and geeky, but if nothing, if for nothing else, I love the logo on that one. I love the masthead on that. I yes. love the way it looked, right? It was so cool. I <laughs> loved like, that. Like, I, I loved wanna, it so I want to bring much. that back because it looked it look good. I want, I want that to happen again. <laughs> yes, it looked great. I loved it. I was so And I was so pleased with my set. I, I was very proud of it. Keely yeah, had just gotten like this fainting couch and uh, I was like, I'm using that couch. I was one of the first ones to use it when she got it. So I was very excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. Well, yeah. listen, this has been fantastic. Um, yeah. I want to thank you for all of your great work, your support, uh, taking your time yeah. today. Um, yes. and hopefully it's, it's not the end of the story. Um, 
And actually, oh, you know, I'll tell you what, we've, we've really been fortunate. There have been uh, some models that we've done these with that have, uh, we've revisited other opportunities and it's not, it hasn't been just like a, a one and done sort of thing. I mean, the door is mm-hmm. open. Like if there's, if there's something that we can do, let's talk about it and explore it. It's just a matter of, mm-hmm. you know, again, being realistic, um, considering mm-hmm. is it, is it time efficient? You know, all those things that you would, that you have to do in any kind of business. But I, I, you know, one of the things I think I should be really clear about too is when we when we talk about the model additions and we say you know the models are the ones that make the profit. Um, I think it would be a disservice to not actually acknowledge that the publication does have some benefit from it. Okay, mm-hmm. and for us, it's the promotional the promotional benefit. It's the fact that we're doing something. It's there's nobody else that does. Okay, so yeah, we 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 actually do get something. It's just not dollars and cents. You know, yeah. it's, it's an investment in goodwill. It's an investment in saying, hey, if you work hard, you can do better. Because mm-hmm. I can't think of many publications that are doing much better uh, as far as other than right. just, you know, putting out a magazine and that's that. Um, yeah. There's a lot about the whole industry that I wish was different. There's days that I want to, like, write a, a scathing expose on things so that <laughs> new models who have misconceptions can read it and say, Okay, fine, but I'm still going to do it because <laughs> that's what it would be, right? Right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, we, you know, yeah. Maybe, maybe one day it will, it will be that. <laughs> I, I will say that you know, Retro Lovely is is definitely a magazine. I'm very proud to be um, incorporated in. Like it's, <laughs> I'm I'm very very proud to okay. always be published. You know, in your magazine, it's I I'm constantly talking about it with people. Um, and, and you know, and if, I if, love it. if we do it right in fifty years, relatives of yours that are much younger will say, "Oh my God, Aunt Lilith was in that, or Mom was in that." <laughs> you know, and it's still it's still going. That's, yeah, that's yeah, the goal. I hope so. That's the goal. I hope so. Yeah, so. I, I I love it, and it's I'm very proud of of everything that has been published in in your stuff, and I just Likewise. I don't know, I, Likewise. I love it. I I really love it, and I'm just proving, um, you know, getting this is just proving that you don't have to be modeling for 10 years in order to get it. I've only been doing it for about two and a half and, mm-hmm. exactly and right. you know, exactly it's, right. you just got to work and be proud of what you're doing. Totally. Put, put yourself out there. You don't have to have thousands upon thousands of followers on social media. No, no. there, there are successes <laughs> at all sorts of levels and scales. Absolutely. Yeah. So especially when, especially when there's, there's so much of people doing nothing. Yeah. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. So just keep, keep going. Likewise. (laughs) Likewise. And I'm sure we'll speak again, if not in person on the internet webs or cyberspace, but uh, (laughs) emails here and there. Um, I appreciate your patience. And again, for everybody listening, um, there's going to be some links below. You go and you support this lady. And in doing so, it helps us continue the whole thing. And hopefully it's something that happens more and more and more. My, my goal this year is to have at least a dozen, you know, new special model editions. And already I can tell I'm behind. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the end of May. And if we've gotten two or three out, that's it. So, uh, you know, Interestingly, interestingly enough, like I have right literally, I'm going to pull it off my desk. I have an index card, special model editions. There's three other names on here of people that I got to beat up. Like we got you and, and Lena Louise. I have your, I've read through your names right now, but I have three other ladies that I talked to late last year about this. 
and uh, I got to poke them a little bit to see where they are as far as their their content gathering. And uh, <laughs> there's actually been a couple other models that have sort of uh, gotten on my radar that I want to talk to. So maybe I can maybe I can get it back to that dozen for the year anyway. So yeah, maybe we'll talk in December and see how I did. <laughs> <laughs> So with that, I thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you, and I appreciate everything you've done for us as well. Thank you. I really appreciate you uh, reaching out and uh, working with me, and it's been it's been great. It's I'm just very flattered and, and honored to be a part of all of this. High five. High five for us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, listen, you have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk very soon. All right. All right, good night. Bye.